Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Jackson. I'm here with my co-host, Nick Bavaro, who's wearing his master's hat, and Sean O'Grady, who is not wearing his master's hat. First of all, we have a great guest here. His name's Alex Romo. You can watch us four and our beautiful faces on our YouTube at Golf Balling. Alex Romo, first question, are you related to Tony Romo? I am not. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think so. I did not think so. But Alex, I tell me who you are. Sidebar: If you want to hear real quick, though, um, yes, husband named Jared Romo was quarterback at Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, five to seven range. Ooh. And I almost actually went to SMU. I applied there. Um, oh, really? It's like a little bit out of reach for me, but I considered uh. there. Um, and. We played that up big time when, when we used to go visit him. We watched some of his football games and stuff. We would go into the car rental place, hotels, whatever. Everyone would ask that, and we would just say, "Yeah, like, yeah, Tony is our, you know, he's my brother." Never <laughs> like little fifteen percent discounts here and there. But my cousin wound up going on uh, to try out with the Cowboys the same time as Tony as a quarterback. Oh my god! Um, but he played some arena football for the uh, Oklahoma City Yard Dogs for a couple of years, so. Distant connection, kind of, sort of, but not quite. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So, who are you, Alex Romo Golf? Which is his hat, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I am a 28-year-old professional golfer, kind of former professional golfer from Southern California. Oh, um, yeah. I played college golf for Cal Poly San Luis Obispo from... I was in school from 09 to 14, but I didn't make it onto that program until halfway through my junior year. I walked on. Oh. I kept uh, not making Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was a hell of a process, man. It took me quite a while to crack that code. Kept not making free tryouts. Eventually made it. Played two and a half years. Got out of college. Wanted to turn pro right away. Had a couple of sponsors. A couple of tournaments lined up. This was 2014. Uh, had an injury. Kind of come out of nowhere. Collarbone. Uh, a joint on your collarbone uh, that was just like a degenerative joint. Couldn't really explain why. Maybe it was from lifting weights a little too intensely in college. Maybe it was from playing golf since I was five. I don't know. Shut me down for two years. Damn. Um, yeah, I went through all kinds of crazy stuff. Stem cells. Everyone was like, you'll never play golf again. Wow. Beat that. Did turn pro. 2016. Uh, hadn't played golf in two years. Won my fourth tournament ever. Um, it was just this crazy, like, momentum of, you know, positive attitude, so much gratitude for the fact that I was actually able to play golf that just, I think, overshadowed the fact that physically my game was trash. And um, so kind of rode that for a little bit. And then 16, 17, 18 was kind of up and down, left and right, more injuries, more struggles. Sometimes I worked a part-time job as a caterer and a caddy at Sherwood. Sometimes I hit the road more full-time. I played two stints on the Dakotas Tour in 2017 and 2019. It's like a Midwest Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, shit, man. I'll let you guys pick more specific questions later. But it's <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's definitely not done. But right now, I am currently a, a bit more focused on growing an online business, um, okay. a little bit more of a personal brand around yeah, yeah. The golf and fitness things I've experienced. And helping other people kind of find their own, you know, passion and how to share that with the world in a way that actually is not only fulfilling and rewarding for them, but also 
you know, gives them a chance to turn it into more of a career. Um, so I'm kind of doing 74 different things in different lanes. It's all symbiotic and related. And there is a master plan, whether I look like an idiot on TikTok or not. There's <laughs> a wheel going in my brain. And the goal is to actually make it sustainable enough, uh, have some passive income streams to where in 2021 I can get back. Because I'm, I'm not done with golf. I don't feel like I even remotely tapped into my potential with that yet and i would like to get back to it but i'm an old man now and i gotta make some money for myself so first things first yeah so um you have a youtube right i saw the youtube is that just alex romo golf for alex, the listeners yeah it's it's pretty minimal right now but i'm gonna be putting a lot of focus there this year awesome yeah man everyone go subscribe to alex romo golf Thank you, speaking guys. of golf how would you describe your golf game right now? Right now, oh my god, dude! I could just somebody could mop the floor with me. That was like a fifteen handicap, probably. Um, <laughs> I've only played less than five times this year, um, and oh. most recently would have been like March fifth, which is uh, wow, two months ago actually in Vegas. Um, it's it's just required literally all of my focus to be building out this whole content monster that I'm working on right now. I, literally at home 24 seven on my computer and phone talking yeah. via the internet. So just not a lot of time to practice right now, but. Yeah. So are you in uh, Southern California right now? I am, I'm an hour North of LA and I'm actually gonna be moving into West Hollywood in like a week. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That is very cool. Thank you, yeah, it's kind of in support. <laughs> Media, you know, lifestyle that i'm starting to live it's going to be a little yeah. elaborate with other creators just bang out more photo video stuff being mm -hmm. where people are doing that while we're on the topic of tony romo well you know <laughs> tony romo i think i know the answer to this question right now because you said you haven't played golf that much this year but at your prime who's winning you or tony romo Oh yeah, we're, we're cleaning them up. We're cleaning them up. It's funny you bring that up because this is actually, this was one of my earlier like thought processes behind starting to try to blow up online. I, I wanted to cr uh, facilitate a three-way match between myself and then my cousin Jared Romo uh, and Tony because Jared and Tony, they know each other through the whole Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously I play golf and I, I just thought that we could probably get that on the radar and then even facilitate like some type of charity situation out in Texas and make it be this like televised thing, commentate it and just roast us and have like the three Romos duking it out with some hilarious like, you know, call commentary, maybe extra. Yeah. I was like, I still want to do that. Tony on, um, when he announces football games, it's like, first of all, most entertaining guy I can think of. And then number two, this isn't related to golf, but like he predicts like most plays like every time. So that would probably be an extremely entertaining match of you three. I think it could be fun. Yeah. Especially if we could tie in like a little charity aspect to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll show. They could, but you, yeah. But you'll wipe the floor with him. No doubt about it. Oh man. If I get, if I get Guarantee like. It. Practicing, hundred percent money back guarantee. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm riding. I'm riding with it. Ride or die, Alex Romo. I love it. <laughs> I've seen Tony Romo swing. It's average. <laughs> average Nick, Nick and I watched him play back in like the Western Am a few years ago. He, 
nothing impressive. Really, yeah, I'm totally like you know bringing some bravado and jokes, but I, I I think he's one hell of a golfer and athlete in general. It would be fun to play with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so another question for you. So obviously yeah. you're you're big into fitness. Is this something you kind of started to do to improve your golf game, or was fitness kind of the first priority before golf? I'll tell you what. So it was. It's been a passion since I was like 13. I've got a little weight room in the house and started jacking around some bench press and stuff as a teenager. And then it turned into more of like a, wanting to change the culture of golf. I hated that. Like people thought golf was a hobby. It wasn't yeah. playing everything. I played basketball, baseball, soccer, water polo. Um, I just thought of myself as you know just an all-around athlete. My family was kind of about that. And so it was almost weird when golf became like the thing that I was going to pursue the most. Um, and I think I carried that general athletic mentality into golf. And so I was way obsessed with weightlifting throughout high school and college. And I took it on myself to feel like I was going to be one of the people that changed the perception. Now we see a lot. There's a lot of, yeah. yeah. When I was, this was like 07, 08, 09. Oh, okay. College, there was not many people to look at that were representing fitness and yeah. other like than Tiger, Tiger, Camille Vijegas. That's about it. And yeah, so I even wrote like papers on this in college. I was like, golf is a sport because XYZ. And so in college, I lived with like football dudes, basketball dudes, took it very serious. And so it became about more than just like, you know, I want to do some mobility and stability so that I have a little bit more hip turn in my golf. Mm. It's more like I want to look like a non-golfer. Like I want yeah. to be like, wow, what's what baseball team do you play on? Yeah, yeah. Be surprised when I'm like, oh, actually, I, I'm like a finesse golfer. So <laughs> I kind of I actually agree. Um, I think that like what got me because I so when we first made this page, when I first made this page, it was called Everything Nike Golf, and I it was like 2013, 14, and I was just. And this is when Rory is starting to hit the weights and he's hitting his stride. And I just thought he was like the coolest dude ever because, you know, he put on he put on some muscle. He's still pretty lean right now. Um, but I think Rory also is a big factor in a lot of golfers kind of hitting the weight room way more. And then obviously you guys got guys like Brooks right now. So that's very Bryson. cool. Bryson, Bryson, especially right now. What do you think Bryson's going to be weighing after this quarantine? Bro, he is surprisingly thick. I yeah. Have, yeah like, <laughs> he's, he's an absolute unit. Yeah. I'm a massive individual. Never crossed paths with him in college, even though he was from Fresno, I think in like that Clovis area. And some of my Cal Poly were from Fresno. We used to recruit there quite a bit. Um, so surprisingly, never crossed paths. But shoot, man, he could be coming out of quarantine pushing two and a quarter i think isn't he like yeah. i think i think he's like 235 right now actually yeah, he's, he's just a thick man right oh now. my how tall but is he's he like six what how tall is bryson one? Six, like six two six three i think ah, check. he's slim thick he's slim he is thick. a absolute unit <laughs> oh my god now alex um the I think what we all understand about fitness is the main thing is, you know, your legs, your glutes. So how much do you squat? <laughs> I just checked that, by the way, six one two thirty five according to Wikipedia. Oh, jeez. So, um, 
Let's see. So, uh, right, my very last workout was a squat day right before quarantine started. So mid March, we threw up uh, two forty five for a, a set of six. So as I, if I were to try to like math, yeah. figure out what a one rep max would be, I don't know if I can maybe get close to three three builds yeah. on a max. I don't know if I'd want to try it. I kind of stay away from anything lower than sets of five on all of those like you know bench press squat deadlift because i feel like it's a lot easier to hurt yourself when it's a true true max but mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's it's been like a fun progression um to get to those kind of like I'm, i actually really enjoy lifting legs once you get in a groove really? that's like the strongest part of your body that can actually yeah. blow up if you work at it man i, I skip just... leg day every time <laughs> every time yeah, man, you got to get you on the right program. <laughs> so your social media is, it's growing nice right now. Um, the TikTok especially. Uh, has your TikTok, like, helped you advance your career in any way? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually been a crazy one and a half month run so far. Uh, I'm using TikTok. Uh, I basically just started doing some some research, you know, best practices 2020 on TikTok, a little bit of Googling and YouTubing. And it didn't take long before I found a couple of really good places to get advice. A few people that were not just using it like, oh, because right now, like everyone is so enthralled in the fact that you can become famous so quick, right? Yeah. I was just yeah. Uh, continue looking for a viral hit on TikTok, uh, mm-hmm. Realizing that, like the majority of people that have a video with like 11 million views, they get like you don't get followers from that at yeah, all. Yeah, no. One hit flash in the pan. There's no business sense to it. There's no way to like capitalize on that attention for the most part. And that's fine. Not everyone wants to use social media from a business sense, but I certainly do. And so I very quickly stopped with that mentality, and I I found some good advice and learned. Right now, I've got a, basically a 5,000 follower per day growth. That's incredible. I'm, I'm working very hard for it. I'm not just like putting and watching that happen. I'm posting yeah. like times a day, 20 times a day. Very specific strategy behind what I'm posting. And right now, it has nothing to do with golf. My mentality was TikTok is going to disappear. The growth, the free growth is going to disappear rapidly. Yes. Like everyone and their mother and grandmother found out, like, oh my God, you can have no followers and mm-hmm. still 75,000 views on a video. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's crazy, and so quickly that opportunity is going to diminish. And it's like a once every ten years anomaly where there's a platform that's giving out that free organic reach because there's a mismatch of supply and demand. Like there's just simply more eyes on TikTok than there than there was content, and so they were having to show content to so many yeah. people. It's going to change. So recognizing that, rather than me being like, God, I really want to build this like, you know, golf or fitness focused brand. Um, I'm going to try so hard on my content and come up with new things every day. I was like, you can do that once it'll be more impactful anyway. Once you have a hundred thousand, yeah. whatever the number. Golf balling was like golf ball actually was the first TikTok on golf TikTok. Um, they had great growth. So I saw that right away. I hit, I hit golf balling on TikTok pretty hard. I mean, right now I think we got like 68 K 2.3 million likes, but I've been losing followers last like two months. So 
you're you're 100 on if you're going right now you got to just keep that because you're 100 right it's becoming so saturated and like yeah yeah you got it going right now keep that up man <laughs> yeah i mean okay so basically your question was like am i using that um I think I'm just starting to get to the point where it is going to massively. First and foremost, you can move those. It's so much easier to grow on TikTok than other platforms. Oh yeah. And you can move those people to YouTube and Instagram. That's mm -hmm. been the work for me. Um, and I mainly have just been wanting to build out a little bit more valuable content on YouTube and Instagram before I start asking people. Yeah. And recognizing that, like, dude. Just keep doing what you're doing on TikTok. It's going to grow. You can make it more fitness and golf specific in the future. But it's basically just free growth, free audience, free um, you know, advertising for whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then you can house your more mature or value-driven content somewhere else. So I, I actually am working just in the short term right now as I realize, like, damn, you definitely cracked the code to this TikTok thing and you've got a method that works. Um, you should, because starting to get a ton I thought I was like golf guy, fitness guy. It's very quick. I mean, like, no, dude, you're you're TikTok guy right now. Yeah, TikTok guy. Like, waste. Uh, like everyone, all the DMs and all the questions are like, how do I grow on TikTok? How are you doing this? What do I do? Because uh, I think most people are just throwing darts at a wall, hoping that one video is going to go viral and that's yeah. for them. Which is, it could, but it, there's a way to you. Be you know, uh, Bobby Golf. Bubby Golf, I do. Yeah, he was one of the most like hyped golf people. On yeah, TikTok. he he went to the goddamn hype house. He <laughs> Bubby Golf lives like ten minutes away from my house, back home, and he, I what was he trying to chip a ping pong ball into a hydro flask or something? Yeah, but his growth, like he's got six seventy five or something, but it's not really translated that much. He's got like almost 30k on instagram so it is a little bit but i see what you're saying because his youtube is not really like you know you think 700,000 tiktok followers you say go watch this youtube video you think they would do it but tiktok's not really like there yet so we'll wait and see i mean that's great though that you're getting some stuff yeah i have a question about your sponsorships yeah. um is that how, how, like, what can you tell me about those? Sure. Um, so going as far back as like five years ago when I started using Instagram and my main focus was going to be, I want to document this process. I'm a big Gary V fan. He talks all about, oh, nice. you know, document the process. Don't worry about having to create something of such extreme value right off the bat or feeling like you're not good enough to open your mouth. Like just share what you're doing. If you want to be a baker on like, fourth street like talk about what you're doing to try to be the dopest baker like if you want to make the pj tour talk about that and so i started doing that uh back in 2015 and that started even then to elicit a few different little golf instagram companies and brands here and there you know asking if they could send this product or that product and then obviously over the last five years that has become like kind of the way our entire ecosystem and world works is like marketing is a huge thing so it's evolved throughout the last couple of years. Um, I definitely only this year have actually started getting a little bit more concise with my messaging and trying to not just be like this personal lifestyle brand, but I, I do want to have it be a little bit more of a, a, a value proposition more than just like entertainment. 
sharing my life. I want to talk about more specific things, and that's made it much more helpful to attract a line brand. It's it's actually getting. It sounds crazy because Instagram and YouTube is so weak, and TikTok is like brand new for me. But I know that the rate I'm I'm pushing at right now, it won't be that way for long, and it, it's it feels very important to be picking some strategically aligned brand partners because you don't want to work with everybody and just yeah. dilute your brand and make it seem like the things you're recommending aren't genuine. So I'm very, very careful and selective and trying to make sure that it's it's brands with missions and products and services that I really believe in. And because um, that is really, it's super rewarding and that it's, it's so cool, this whole concept of affiliate marketing, which is essentially what influencer marketing is um, until you start coming up with maybe your own products and services. But at the level I'm at right now, it's basically, you know, I use a shit ton of products and services every single day related to golf, fitness, personal growth. There are so many hacks and cheats and unlocks here and there and things that I've experimented with and found that I love. And it's really, it's, it's like the same in my real life. Like I would, you know, find this that I love and I would want to tell my golf friends about it in real life and be like, bro, you got to try this. Like, this is so, so yeah. helpful for X, Y, Z. It's the same thing, just on like a larger scale and it gives so much more reason and motivation to grow social media following and talk about these things if there is the potential incentive of it helping other people and it feeling very fulfilling. Obviously, a golf shoe is like a relatively low-level example, but, mm-hmm. you know, escalate into things that help you with health and wellness or... Yeah. You know, of course, it helps you find your passion. There's so many levels to it. So it's really, really encouraging and incentivizing to think about putting in the work up front to position yourself as an authority on one of those things by talking about it, building a community around it, finding people with common interests, then doing the work to either reach out or facilitate the incoming reach from brands um, in those niches and then doing the work to kind of come up with some mutual beneficial agreements and negotiations and then getting to work and having a little bit more of a reason to continue talking to the world daily because all of a sudden now like you know i'm able to recommend products and services that have personally helped me and i can start helping people that are in the same community with me and i can earn a little bit of money as a result of that effort so it's 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 really taking off i think that it's quickly the, the backbone pieces of of um all my social media effort is, is the ability to, you know, promote some other awesome products and learn a lot about that process myself, because obviously uh, at some point I would like to offer some of my own things and not just yeah. be an affiliate marketer, but also have my own services products based on my own experience. And it's a good way that process. That's awesome. Kind of, uh, kind of sticking with the social media thing here. So we were looking on your YouTube page and noticed you had some older videos with George Gankus. Uh, do you still work with him? And can you just kind of tell us what he's like a little bit? Yeah, of course. He's the fucking man. Uh, we've been friends for quite a while. We're from pretty much the same area. I live like 20 minutes away from Westlake. And so knew him through friends, mutual friends throughout the years. And then in 2018, I uh, decided to start actually working with him. I had a different coach for about a decade. Um, couldn't ignore the results he was getting for a lot of my friends. Decided to try it, um, and I, I just simply haven't been playing golf like we touched on earlier. So, so recently I haven't had any lessons with him or been yeah. at Westlake. But that's not because we're like I'm not working with him or having a different coach or anything. He's definitely still my coach. Um, 
we just, you know, golf is just kind of on the back burner for me right now. I'm not going to be competing at least for a little, a little while here, but speaking more to his personality and experience of working with him, which I'm sure is, you know, of interest to you guys. He is, he is, um, first and foremost, the nicest guy on the face of the earth. If anybody ever has anything to say, um, that isn't nice, it's because they don't know him or they're just judging from the internet with zero context of who he actually is. He literally, and this is amazing to me, even at the tiny little level I'm at right now, uh, starting to, you know, network with more people, talk to more people daily, like, it, I get exhausted. Like, there's giving yourself uh, and being, like, on all the time and having, like, a bit of a, a brand you're trying to upload. Yeah. Like, that is tiring, and I know you guys can understand that, too. He has been doing that day in and day out for 12-plus hours a day for, like, 20 years, and his, oh. his like, his demeanor doesn't change. You would think that there would be some lesson that would be like, honestly, Bobby, like, I don't, whatever, dude. Like, just hit some shot. Like, I'm a little yeah. tired, man. Like, I'm not on. You would think you would sometimes catch him, like, on a heater when he's super fun and into it and passionate, and then sometimes he would be, like, tired, like most humans. He's yeah. superhuman. He is just on, because I have spent so many hundreds of hours, not just for, like, lessons, but also just practicing out there and being a part of that whole Westlake Golf community. But I've seen it firsthand that the dude just no no off switch. Um, and I think it comes from a place of genuine, you know, passion and enjoyment. I don't, I don't think I know because I've asked him. It comes from a place of genuinely caring about people. And that's really rare. It's so, so, he doesn't need to be at Westlake, you know, coaching all day, every day right now. He yeah. still posts on the PGA Tour with some of the more like big ticket players and, and crews. Like it's literally because he cares so much about helping individual people regardless of their perceived clout level or relevance in the game of golf or bank account. Like he just likes helping people get results, whether it's a six year old or a 66 year old. Like he is as genuine and as real as they get. And that's why he is as successful as he is. And that's why he has built such legacy for himself. Like I could talk for hours about the quality of him and that's not even talking about like the fun side of things and just how like wild and, and exciting and entertaining it is to be around him he makes he facilitates the, the same way social media works and like kind of what we're all trying to do is build a community um based on our energy and what we put out there we want to attract either a co comedic audience or an audience interested in fitness or whatever the case may be he is the embodiment of that in the real world and online he puts out he is himself in every situation he never changes because of somebody else being around or you know the, the perceived um framework that he should operate in based on the the, the place that he's at like he is 100 percent himself in every situation and that's an incredible example for anyone trying to build personal yeah in the real world or online that if you just are always true to yourself and you're never apologetic for who you are you will attract the right tribe and people will absolutely love you for it the community at westlake is is crazy man it's so insane that he was able to just like shatter golf isms and the golf community and just flip it upside down on its head and it wasn't overnight it was consistently being the same person and each day, one new person coming into the tribe and be like, damn, I like this guy. Like, he is so not stuck up and prissy like most of golf. Like, he is really fun to be around. And 
one person tells another, tells another, and next thing you know, it's this, what, quarter million community on Instagram, and that's not even talking about how many dozens of people are hanging out at Westlake, all day, every single yeah. to be a part of it. So it's, it's fun to be a part of, man. I feel lucky to live so close to it. Okay. That's awesome. He's always really seemed like a, like, just super intelligent, just really genuine guy. But, um, have you ever had the opportunity to meet any of the pros he works with? Uh, yeah, definitely. Beatrice Akari is out there quite a bit. Um, oh, nice. Have to chop it up with uh, J. Ted Scott, Bubba Watson's caddy. One of the funniest, <laughs> one of the funniest Instagram underrated pages out there. He has some hilarious skits. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. Really? He shows a ton of his personality. He's got. You have to link it after this. Yeah. J- <laughs> Goddess is IG, I'll DM it to you guys. Um, but also like an extremely genuine, um, very, very helpful guy. He gave me a lot of advice on my career. Um, when we were hanging out there, I think it was during Riviera last year when they were uh, you know, in town for all that. And he was just coming up to hit some balls. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, a ton of like, you know, top 10 D1 collegiate players, some of the guys from Alabama. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been cool to become friends with some of them. Johnny Reeves, obviously, just like a OG a friend of mine because we played junior golf against each other from like age 13. So I guess I guess he's definitely a big name pro golfer, but I I've just known him for a while. Um, so that wasn't ever like a starstruck type thing or whatever. But um, Never run into DJ, uh, even though he's in the vicinity quite a bit at Sherwood. I've seen him at Sherwood, actually, but not on the Westlake mats. Um, Gretzky's are all out of Sherwood, and, and the, the younger Gretzky kid. Two of them, actually, or one of them, I played high school golf against uh, when he was at Oakland. Um, and then the, the youngest, Tristan, he's super cool, and he's one of one of George's friends, and he's out there hitting balls a lot. Um, Shoot, man, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but yeah, I mean, it's somebody new every day pretty much out there. So, like, oh, DJ. my God. Oh, so this person now, does, now, does George ever take off his hat? Have you ever seen him without <laughs> his flat burn hat on? Uh, man, no, it, I thought pretty consistent that he's going to have a hat on or be. <laughs> um, he, so I think it was in. Man, I don't remember, but whenever – no, I'm thinking of DJ. Uh, when DJ hit that moonshot, it was like kind of nighttime at, at the range. I remember I posted that. I did not give George Jenkins credit. We've been blocked since. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And I took that from someone else. This is like 2017 or 18. Like I took that from someone else. I had no idea. I didn't even look. Like it makes so much sense that it was George's video, but I just didn't put it together. And we got blocked. We weren't big at all, so I didn't really care. But it's just kind of funny now looking back. And I totally forgot that we were blocked by George Jenkins. Still, <laughs> that was oh, man. the beginning of his huge upswing i mean those videos blew up because it was dj just like cranking some some drivers yeah 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 (laughs) i'll tell him i'll text him that's that's huge yeah that's huge (laughs) (laughs) i'm a second chance yeah um nick i know you've got some quick questions not quick fast questions that you want to ask that i don't know 
if they're just stupid, but <laughs> they're kind of funny. No, so. I, I think th- I think they're great. Um, you yeah. talked about Cal Poly. Yeah. Um, I'm a big David Nawaba fan. Um, <laughs> so I, I was just how sick was he at Cal Poly? I know he's only there for like maybe maybe a year or two. Maybe you don't even remember him, but. <laughs> Basketball, for sure. I had some some homies on the basketball team that I kept in touch with after, and uh, yeah, David Mobble was big time. Uh, was uh, as sick as you think he is. Yeah, all all hype, all hype is deserved, dude. Cal Poly basketball is actually kind of scary good. A couple times, like really? this was like kind of fun to think about the potential. A few of those years yeah. there, um, never really capitalized and did anything too crazy. But the games were lit. It, it was a fun environment. What um what conference is Cal Poly? Big West. Big West. Uh, okay. Big the best West. conference in all basketball. Big West. <laughs> Who usually takes it March Madness out of Big West? Uh, it probably is way different now than when I was there like seven mm-hmm. years ago. But uh, I think at the time, Davis seemed to perform pretty well. UC Santa Barbara actually had a couple of good runs. Um, those are probably the top. I think they made it a little bit. Who was um who was the team that no I don't think whoever beat Virginia like the only sixteen seed that was uh, USA that was Maryland it was oh, okay. oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Nick I want you to ask a very specific question that oh, yeah. we wanted to start the podcast off with oh man <laughs> I, I I actually don't know. Okay. Um, in your bio, on your Instagram bio. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I, I got it now. Um, uh, does your mother actually think you're funny? <laughs> my mom is my biggest hype woman. That's great. She's not. She's my TikToks and like she's helped me a lot of my funniest videos. My mom is like the filmer or like. Oh really? There's so That's much cool. like rated shit that I send my friends that I haven't posted on social media like proper social media yet. But some funny like anytime it's like a friend in the one of like my core friends' birthdays or whatever. I, a lot of people think of me as like a hype man. I think I might have a future career as a DJ because I do really enjoy just like pumping up the energy whether it's <laughs> or like carpooling somewhere or on the golf course i definitely like to bring a lot of energy to the friend group and uh time it's someone's birthday uh i like to make these fun little videos about like the relevance of that person while it's like a huge deal that it's their birthday and like pump up what we're going to do and then send that video to the whole friend crew as a way to try to just like make it the biggest day of the decade and so there's a couple really funny videos like that I think, and my mom thinks are really funny. That I, 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 for the record, you're you're funny. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think yeah, I want. Your, I was gonna, he has to change his bio that he thinks that my mom thinks I'm I'm funny and Jackson Elsher thinks. I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> so just put just put golf balling as a whole. <laughs> so we don't want to take up too much of your time. We got. Three questions. Yeah. Fake golf snack. Favorite golf snack. Ooh. Um. Uh. Coors Light. <laughs> Coors Light. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Let's see. Uh. Why is this so hard? It was peanut butter and jelly forever, and then it's like one of those things that I actually ruined by having too many times, and now I'm like not a huge peanut butter and jelly guy. <laughs> <laughs> that Probably, sucks. 
probably like a, a pure protein bar. That, that's the name called pure protein. Oh, okay, okay. Fire. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pure Coors protein light. bar and a Coors Light. <laughs> what are you getting at the turn? Hot dog, brat, burger? <laughs> uh, I'm such a health nut that I actually just pack, you know, I pack my own snacks. Uh, just like a salad, maybe? I do, <laughs> salads during the middle of golf, I actually find the, the lightest, easiest to keep swinging my full speed with. Salads yeah. are awesome. Big salads are awesome. Salads are awesome. Nick, I know you don't like vegetables. Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> a salad <laughs> guy, but. What was the last vegetable you ate, Nick? I mean, French. I mean, potatoes are a vegetable, so yeah, potato. Um, <laughs> you know, you could say that I'm not on the fitness grind, um, <laughs> uh, but I'm getting there. I'll get there eventually. You know, that's good. Um, this is a this is a stupid question because I know what the answer is. But Nick put on our doc. What's Cali like? Is it sick? <laughs> Nick, Cali people don't say Cali. They say California. They say NorCal and SoCal, not Cali. But how oh, is wait. California? Yeah, no, Cali is super sick. It's everything you think it is and some. Um, yeah, wow. The amount of experience all the way up the coast. It goes, you know, San Diego, which is very close to Mexico. And down there, you've got some amazing places like Torrey Pines. Oh, yeah. Um, it's even forget about golf, just the cities itself. Downtown yep. San Diego is amazing. Coronado is this just like beautiful little island. Um, oh, Coronado is sweet. Yeah, I, I dated a girl in college uh, who lived down there. And so I used to visit there all the time. Still to this day, I say that when I'm finally like kind of chilling out and ready to start a family and stuff like that, I want to be in San Diego because it's like it, it captures the Southern California aesthetic perfectly is beaches, it's harbors, it's beautiful weather, it's golf, it's mountains, everything you could ever want. And the people are a little bit more, a little bit more laid back than LA. There's still some, some energy, but it, LA proper is like, you better be ready, man. Have a couple cups of coffee because everyone is moving and shaking and doing something. San Diego is a little more like family aesthetic, like a good place to, to raise some. some um, I actually, this just came into my head. If you were to pick any place in California to golf, NorCal, maybe like LA area, the Valley, or San Diego, where, where would you pick? NorCal, yeah. NorCal. Monterey is just ignorant. The whole like Pebble Beach, Monterey Peninsula Country Club, Spanish Bay, um, Cypress Paint, which was... Somebody asked me this yesterday. I said I was going to make like a YouTube Q&A and submit some questions. Someone was like, top pay fiber golf course. Top five favorite golf courses, um, Cypress. And we got to play that as a part of our senior trip for being on the Cowboy team. Oh my God, purest track of all time. Um, and I haven't seen all the tracks in the world, but I don't think I need to. I don't see what could be better than that. Um, but there's just this whole plethora on the on the coast there in Monterey, a little south of San Francisco, with just the most absolute dime pieces of golf courses you could ever imagine. And um, Clearly, like LA country clubs are no joke. San Diego's gorgeous, but the Bay, the Bay is pretty awesome. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But I guess in like 12 seconds, I could finish what I was saying just about like California and how sick it is. I was just going to run up the coast and say San Diego is amazing. It's got that laid back beach vibe. Mm -hmm. LA is amazing if you're into the whole city life and want to move and shake and 
do some crazy stuff with their life, which is kind of the phase I'm in right now, which is why I'm so drawn to that and why I'm so excited to actually move like right into the heart of it for the first time ever. Central Coast, where I went to school, uh, college, is awesome in and of itself. It's right in between the whole LA and San Francisco dichotomy, both geographically and culture-wise. It's this like laid back mesh of like mountains and surf and extreme outdoor stuff and ATV, but then also it's rated like the happiest city in America, I think. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere it is literally rated like the happiest city in America. That's cool. This town, huge party, fun place. And then you keep going further and you get into San Francisco, which I also think is amazing and way different and unique compared to LA, completely different culture. It's almost as if it's like another state. Yeah. It's still, still amazing with the Golden Gate Bridge. So California, you could really never get bored. It's kind of crazy when you're from here because the world is an amazing place, but you're like less inclined to get out there and see it all because you're like, man, California already has all this cool stuff. Yeah. Like, I never leave, but so you guys gotta get out of here. Have you ever been? Any of you two? Have you ever checked out? I've, you ever been? I've been a couple times. Oh. Uh, my dad went to the University of San Diego, so I've seen that campus a bunch of times and just gone there times so oh yeah you, you should have gone to san diego nick or nick sean i mean i Dude. wanted to play golf so uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a tough team to play on almost went there that was actually my top pick above cal poly but it was going to be pretty impossible to, to try to walk on there tim mick yeah uh, was the coach at the time when i was trying to go there uh, wow that's yeah. awesome well thank you so much for your time, man. Do you have uh, anything you want to end on or anything to say to the, the viewers? What are your uh, socials? Yeah, it's uh, Alex Romo Golf on Instagram and YouTube. And uh, on TikTok, it's underscore Alex Romo. Uh, those are my three main social channels. And um, just keep, keep your eyes on those. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing a ton more, ton more YouTube. That's probably where I'm going to try to focus this year. Growing TikTok as a method to try to push people other places, and I'm going to be pushing everyone to YouTube. I think as this year progresses. So, if you want to keep up with it all, there it's I got a bunch of different like kind of vlog style content, golf course matches, some challenges, a couple pranks, things like that. I just want it to be super fun, but also you know, and that that's sort of like a way to try to get eyes on it, right? You want to be kind yeah. of loud, fast funny gets get something to make people stop scrolling the inner speed of social media and like listen to what you're doing sometimes some kind of crazy outrageous golf related stuff going on to try to get that initial attention but ultimately long term i want to provide more value than just like a quick hug and a quick laugh and i want to maybe have some you know ebooks and guides about some of the things that i've learned and, and my friends in the, the whole golf community about what it's like playing pro golf and traveling and i'm not saying that i'm the best or i've made it i'm just i recognize that i can bring in people like you know a george and other successful pro golfers and probably collectively put together a really valuable you know course or book or package of some sort and so that'll be sort of the long tail of why i'm running so fast at social media right now and sometimes i just do dumb shit and challenges other times i try to be funny like it's all for a greater purpose of hopefully helping the golf community and the fitness community down the road so alex from a golf will basically be the place to find me everywhere um for the foreseeable future yeah man thank you so much for coming on um i'll put you obviously on all our social medias but uh i'm gonna 
end this recording. Everyone, go check out Alex Romo. We're going to record an intro and outro, so we'll talk about you there. But, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it.